This episode of Miss Listen Knows is brought to you by Sweet Mouth Catering. Be sure to follow them on all platforms and you can place an order right now by dialing 347-886-4510. They are running a $15 lunch special when you tell them Miss Listen Knows sent you. And the show goes on. Listen, first Destiny Child breakup. Now every day I wake up, somebody got a problem with Liz. Fuck y'all bitches all fed up cause I worked to get this cheddar and y'all know I'm always on my shit. Young fucks spitting at me, young bitches getting at me. My nigga big predicted the shit exactly. More money, more problems, gotta move carefully. Cause faggots hate when you getting money like athletes. Young as ice grilling me, oh you not feeling me fine. It cost you nothing, pay me no mind. Look, I'm on my grind cousin, ain't got time for fronting. Sensitive thugs, y'all all need hugs. Damn little man, I'm just trying to do me. If the wreck is too male, I'm just trying to move three. Get a couple chicks, get him to try. I do eat, hopefully they menage before I reach my garage. I don't want much, fuck, I drove every car. Some nice cooked food, some nice clean drawers. Bird ass bitches, I don't mean to ruffle y'all. No, y'all waiting in the wing, but I'm doing my thing. Where's the love? Okay, so it's episode seven, lucky number seven, Miss Lissa knows, with your homegirl, Miss Lissa. I have another fun feel, entertaining, wow intellectually stimulating episode for you again i have someone who started from kind of like i don't want to say rags to riches but he did go from the hood to hollywood somebody that he works closely with they are influencers in their own right they took some social media and they took youtube and they t- blew it up into something way bigger But before we get into that, last week was a great episode. Shout out to my girl, Tracy Ballin. I'm so glad that she came through and dropped some relationship and some um, work gems for my ladies. Like I said before in episode one, I want to bridge gaps. I want to help my women out here on the grind and just give some tips and things that people instilled in me. I want to help people to, you know, open up their minds as well. I did not get to open up my my thoughts on power because Tracy doesn't watch power. So I didn't get to have that moment. But it was such a great uh, season finale that I do want to touch on a couple of things because how could I not? How could we not talk about that? I know you guys want to know what I thought about the fact that Tyreek is now a stone cold killer. Tyreek, he had his bludgeoation that's what I'm calling it when you kill somebody and you graduate into the next level of killing niggas it was it's one thing to talk about it but he is about it he took his mother little tutu she called it Peggy Sue and he killed the man that murdered his sister in cold blood and while it was I was a little scared I'm not gonna lie my heart was palpitating I was happy when he did it. I'm so sad because now Tasha is going to start off uh, the next season in jail. I was going back and forth with my people. Like, I don't I don't think they're going to start next season off at the the funeral. I don't know. Maybe they will. I don't know. I don't think they're going to start it at the funeral, though. I feel like that may be too um, uh, emotional. It was enough for me to see poor little Raina get murked. Like, the way the bullet went through her chest, like, that really hurt my heart. I don't know if I want to see the funeral service. Like, I wouldn't be mad if 50 Cent started off the next episode at the, the um like, the, the wake or something. Like, the family dinner or something else. Because 
it's going to be a whole year by the time we see the show. So I don't want to start back at the funeral, even though they did end us off at the church, which come on now. Shout out to FCBC in Harlem. That is my church that I go to. Pastor Wardren, I'm so proud. My church got some product placement. The Lord done sent 50 Cent and all of his crew to the church and they did that scene in my church so shout out to them and also the guy who played the pastor his name is Chuck Cooper and I know you're probably looking at your phone like who girl why do we care but Chuck Cooper when I was a child he used to come to my school my elementary school and he would do these activities and these songs with us so I have to give him a shout out because he is a part of the reason why I am so animated and so creative because I went to the I went to a progressive school. I didn't go to the kind of school where you had to call your teachers, sir, ma'am, miss. We called our teachers by their first name. So that's why Chuck Cooper, shout out to you. And I just, you know, cannot wait for power to come back on, even though it's going to take a whole year. Like, I wish they would just do it like a... faster kind of like empire but not like empire because empire got watered down so i understand why they prolonging us watching power and their seasons being so short and so much time in between but i don't like it i don't like it 50 come on give us some more give us like a little mini season just to keep us you know at bay and i didn't get to watch insecure i'm sorry guys so i can't even tell you how i'm feeling about that even though that was longer um Issa Rae gave us 45 minutes of insecure Securities, and I didn't get to watch it because I spent um, a couple of days in Pennsylvania with my daughter. So I was giving her all of my love. So I didn't have the time to uh, look at a television or any of those sorts of the things. But Issa Rae, I'm going to get to it. And I kind of am excited about um, watching it, even though it's late because I didn't go on social media. So I don't know anything that's happening. So I'm going to have a fresh look on the show next week. I did get to see um, Issa Rae. I was in a a Harlem uh, tavern and she was at the door about to walk in and I pulled out my camera and I got video of her at the door but then there was these girls behind me who turned into stands like and she saw their energy I feel and that made her turn around like I just saw her look that way and then I saw her shake her head no and then she didn't come in and I was about to run out and try to like you know do some networking but God told me to sit down because I would have got caught in the rapture of looking like one of those stands and I didn't want her to I just felt like I needed a better presentation to Miss Lisa Nose and Issa Rae collaboration because I wanted her to come on the show what we are going to do is take a quick break and when we come back I'm going to be sitting with C Styles and Moses who are the co-creators of Money and Violence but I'm going to have them explain it better to you so you just keep it locked right here it's your girl Miss Lisa Al this is Lexi Jose and you're listening to Miss Lisa Nose Al, and we're back. Sitting with me is, I, I like to call him a ghetto Kevin Hart. That's how I'm feeling about you. So, C Styles, is that, do you go by C Styles or should I just call you yeah. Styles? Either one is fine, but C okay. Styles is cool. And he also bought his quote unquote management, even though. I'm the manager. Yeah, today he's playing the management role since he is an actor slash creator of Money and Violence, which is like a pleasant surprise because I wasn't even pulling for like, you know. The big fish, even though I feel like that's the thing. I feel like um, a lot of people don't understand what Styles' role is as far as like um, everything that he's doing in the creative lane. So I wanted to figure out who were you prior to the connection? 
How did you guys connect on social media and how did it grow? I want to give my listeners some tips. And I feel that you guys can help the women get their shit together. Because for some reason, women do not network the same way men do. Okay. So let's just start from there. So you guys are both from Brooklyn? Yes, sir. I'm from the better part, though. Which Okay, what's the better part? East New York. <laughs> I'm trying to stay silent, but it's hard to when he's saying things like that. No, I feel you know you're you're here, so of course speak. What? So he, he's already coming for your head. What part are you from? The the goony baboony, the no, I'm from Red Fla- Hook. I'm from Flatbush. Flatbush. I'm from Hell's Kitchen, and I just started going to Brooklyn like around seven years ago. So I'm not even going to act like I know. Not, I'm no. more gentrified. Like yes. So there's a Starbucks there now. Where you're from? They, they are they fixing it? Are they fixing it? That's hilarious. <laughs> I didn't know anything was wrong. <laughs> he said it was the scary part. Listen, I didn't say that. I said it, I live in the better part. Oh, we ain't got no Starbucks though. You don't. <laughs> nah. What was it like growing up for you? Did you grow up in like a two-family home? Do you have siblings? Cause you're so wacky. Yeah, you, man. you, I envision you being the baby. No, nah, I'm the oldest. You're the oldest. Okay, yeah. you're the oldest. <laughs> Do you <Great> have example? <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you have brothers or sisters? Uh, my mother got four boys, so I'm the oldest of the four boys, and then my father got two others. Um, I have a sister on my father's side and another brother. I have two. I have a stepbrother and a stepsister. And what was your passion growing up? Man, listen, I, I used to think I was going to be Bobby Brown or Ralph Tresvant and Michael Jackson. That's that, that. I was just listening to New Edition before I came in here. Let me hear you sing something. Go ahead. Because nah, if it, it is in love, yeah. hit it. Don't I want to hear it. Don't what? get yeah, Listen, as your manager, bro, you need to stop with this. Thank uh, you. All right, man. Listen, later on, I'll sing a song. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we. I know. This is what I'm going to tell you what I, what I know and what okay, I made up bro. in my head. So I thought that you were like an A&R doing like music, right? Mm-hmm. And then some how you came across this guy Moses on like Twitter or Instagram or something, mm-hmm. figured out a connection. He was already working on what was going to be a, a movie, Money and Violence movie, like a, a motion picture. And then because the two of you kind of like, you know, merged on some Jay-Z, Dame Dash of cinema type of stuff, it turned into more than that. It turned into kinda, what it kinda is. Kind of soda. Kind of soda. Um, not everything is uh, correct, but... Cause I'm like I'm like um, I'm feeling like Spike Lee. Like had to add a little little spice. Yeah, not nah, kind of sorta. Um, I started out in the music business. Um, from East New York. Uh, started you know rapping first, and we we was kind of like uh, had a group back in the days called uh, the Super Group Us, and um, we was like like kind of ghetto celebs in our neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? We kind of the first guys to really have videos on BET and your songs that you know that. You know, Hot 97 playing on a regular basis and stuff like right. that and getting, like, Source magazines and stuff like that. You know, the first group to kind of really kind of do that. Not saying there wasn't other people, but in that time period, like, in the early, in the late 90s, and the early 2000s, it was, like, nobody really from my hood really doing it. So, um, after that, I moved on. You know, I, I was dating some chick, and it was funny, and I told her I was a rapper, and she looked at me. I said, my father's a rapper. My brother's a rapper. Like, I just never wanted to be a rapper again. Why, they was corny? <laughs> nah, I just <laughs> felt like, you know, I felt like for the first time, you know, music is all I ever thought I was going to ever do. And for the first time in my life, I felt like... uh <laughs> felt like a cliche. Yeah, everybody else was doing it. Right. Everybody was a rapper. And I never really looked at it like that. Like, And when I started looking at everybody else around, surrounding me, they was rappers. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, but... 
my rap experience has been been real good. Like, I let me hear something. Come on, let me nah, spit nah, nah, spit nah, one nah. of your old bars. But you know, okay. <laughs> I came up in a good time in the rap thing, and the reason why I even go back that far because, <clears throat> you know, when I was coming up rapping at sixteen, you know, my first session was was with you know Dame and Jay. I remember Nas, not Nas. I remember Mace and Cam and uh, Big Big L all being in that same room. Wow. You know what I mean? We, used to, we was in the building in, like, I think it was the Bronx, or it could have been uptown, and Ski from Rocker Block. So Ski, you know, I know if you ever heard of Rocker Block, Rockefeller, when Jay-Z used to say, yell at, before Jay-Z was even Jay-Z. And I mean, you know, uh, Cam, Mace, and um, Big L, I think they was like children of the corn back then. And it was funny, like, going into that session with my brother Bruce Wayne, who was thief in the night back then right. you know what i'm saying it, it was just you know we were going ski crib and somebody be rapping in the closet or the bathroom whatever he had padded out you know for dudes to go rapping we working off the two inch reels and you know it that was a crazy time you know what i mean like a great time for me because I, I i learned so many things and then you know going down to jack the rapper or budweiser fest and um back in those days lyricist lounge was crazy for us um this Everything, you know, <laughs> all the all the crazy sessions that we had and all the people getting to meet Smooth the Hustler, Trigger right. the Gamble, because people didn't remember, like, Trigger and Smooth with Broken Language was bigger than dun, Jay at the time. Dun, 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 you know dun, what I'm saying? What do, you, what do you think caused the shift for them to oh, get man, listen, man, Everybody, you know, it happens. You know what I'm saying? It happens. But I just remember that time. I mean, you know, Cellar Dwellers and Bush Babies, Babies was, like, big in the street. You know what I'm saying? So, you know... A lot of people don't know that I've been around that long. I was a kid, but right. that's all I was doing. You know, rap battles in 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 in, in West Forest Park or right here on Eighth Street. Uh, you know, I me mean, with, with the papaya and Frank food spot that's is at. We used to rap. Now. Yeah. Oh, they gone. That's uh, it's gone, crazy. I know. Yeah, we used to rap out there for days, like just battle all night long. So, you know, that's what I that's what I started at just doing you know what i mean until that girl had that conversation to me and i kind of looked at myself and the investor that we had kind of he went his way and i'm just like yo i'm a rapper man so what did you decide that you wanted to venture into after that um somebody came to me i was depressed kind of not you shot your fucking dreams down yeah no 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 i don't even know who it was yeah you know Depressed in a sense because now I didn't have a direction. I didn't know what I wanted to be. I, I, I could sing a little bit, but I wasn't a singer. You know, and we came up in the era when Cats really sung. You know what I mean? Maybe who yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, that's be before uh, uh, Auto-tunes. auto-tunes and all that, you know, Melodyne and all that good stuff. You know what I mean? So somebody called me one day and was like, yo, Styles, what you doing? <laughs> Working. <laughs> you know what I mean? Had a job. and. You know, I was doing theater at the time, and, and he was like, yo, why you don't, why you never thought about going into production? And I was like, man, I don't play no instrument. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't do that. He said, you ain't got to play an instrument to, to be a producer. You see, you see Barry Gordon, you see Puff, like, you see all these people, like, they wasn't playing no instruments. They got a group of guys together, and, you know, right. they kind of produced the record. They put the, the whole record together from the top to the, to the, uh, to the beginning to the end. That's a producer. He said, you used to come to the studio and bring records from your pop's crib and tell, you know, people how to cut it up, what part of the snare you wanted and kicks you wanted. And I, and like, an epiphany went off, like, like oh, uh, like, in my head. I was like, 
Yeah, I'm a producer. Like, you know what I'm saying? So What's I got your a sign, sorry. Sagittarius. Oh, fire, sir. fire. Yeah, okay. We both Sagittarius, me and Mo. Five, five days apart. Days apart. What? Yeah, okay. uh, so Hydra purses. <clears throat> Oh, shit. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I was just playing. Sad chairs don't steal. They don't steal. They gonna trick you into paying a bill though, and dip out on you. Oh man, I don't know about that. I, don't, I was about to say I don't know about all that. We seem to be paying every day. Wait a minute, for real? When your birthdays? December fifth. December fifth and December tenth. Oh, you were because Jay Z said he did say drop a bag <laughs> every week on the hair and the nails. That's what y'all doing. Uh, okay, so I, I don't know what you. I don't know what you talking about, about, but we're gonna keep having this other conversation. <laughs> okay, we're gonna get to that later. Yeah, so you know, um, that just led into, you know, me putting a whole team together. You know what I mean? Um, started Dangerous LLC, and I put a team together, uh, uh dudes that was just from around my way, like guys that was friends with me. I knew one kid that he was just making beats all the time from when he was younger. And I was like, yo, he just, at the time, no disrespect, he was like making beats for pizza. Like, he was just doing it because he loved it. Right. And I always looked at things as business, you know what I'm saying? But I was just, at, at, in the, and when I was rapping, I wasn't confident enough to have business conversations. Man, when he left it up to me by myself and with everything that I learned, I'm like, right, well, I ain't got nothing to lose. You know what I'm saying? I'm either die in this basement that I'm living in or, you know what I'm saying? I think it's hard for, for a lot of people to have money conversations. Like, uh, it's, It wasn't for, for me. I was I wasn't right. For me, I had a lot of some insecurities about myself just as a person. So it wasn't it wasn't really about the money conversation. It's just that sometimes I didn't want people to see the things that I didn't want them to see about myself. You know what I'm saying? And once I got over that and went, ain't nothing wrong with you. Like you you gonna figure it out. You could do whatever you want to do, and then, you know things became a lot easier and came to me. You know what I'm saying? So once I got over that hump and that fear, you know everything else was cool. You know what I mean? Sometimes I didn't think I was the smartest person in the room when. Sometimes I actually was because at that point when I was growing up, I was probably the most observant. And that made me more, made me adapt differently than cats that were just yeah. getting it. You know right. what I'm saying? So I put the whole team together. My man who went to high school with me, he was, he told himself he was a rapper. Then I seen him become a singer. I seen him start playing a little Casio keyboard. Then I seen him playing a harmonica. Then I seen him playing a guitar. Like, through all the high school, when I went back and got him, and he became this singer. Like, he was this raspy voice rapper. Then he started singing in this falsetto voice that sounded like an angel. I'm like, yo, my <laughs> man, Sai. And I got him and my boy, Irk. And Irk was real good on with the engineering. And Well, he wasn't real good. He learned how to engineer. He learned how to use Pro Tools. And he read every computer book there was. And next thing you know, we started Dangerous LLC. How many of those people are you still cool with? Like, you still work with, like, all of them pretty much? Um, me and Irk is family. Me and Sai still family. Me and Bang still We all cool. Like, I don't necessarily work with them. Sai still work with. Irk kind of do his own thing, but he the godfather to my daughter. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? So like, business never really, like, tainted your friendships? Nah. Business it actually got crazy. Like, me and Bang went through it for a while. We went through it for a while. But I think he was going through growing up learning things, and I was learning as well. So... You know what I mean? Sometimes you hit that learning curve, especially when money. It was funny until the money came. The money came in the room when it was all fun. Like you gotta remember, we was broke. I mean, dead broke. Like niggas was all living in my mama crib. My mom, my mother owned this crib in East New York. It was right. like four apartments, and we all lived in our own apartment. So it was me gaffling my mother when everybody didn't have rent. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To keep this thing together. Right. So I would come and stay at my crib for days at a time and. 
some, I remember one time he had to ride a moped like back to the Bronx from Brooklyn, like on the FDR. That crazy, you know what I'm saying? That's, what, that's like a um, like a delivery <laughs> bike, right? Yeah. Moped. Oh man. So you know what I'm saying? So just banging out records, and then you know I just told them at that time, look, give me one good hard year, and we gonna make I'm gonna make this happen. What was your goal, like when you were? I was going to sell a beat. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to sell a beat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to give me one good hard year. And we used to pray all the time, man. I was, we was king of praying, just praying and praying and praying. And we had like my man Devo, a couple other cats came through, I burned them up. A bunch of brothers came through and we kind of just started forming this team. And I was strict. Like I was, they would call me crack the whip. You know what I'm saying? Because I come in the crib and be like, yo, listen. 20 beats from everybody by the end of the week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want hip-hop, I want, I want hip-hop, R&B, I want reggae, I want everything on right. the CD. So everybody was like four or five producers, they would have to all give me that, and I would go through every beat, and if I didn't like the beats, you know, we, I'd probably have 40, 50 beats by the end of the week, and I'd probably pick out three that I really liked. You know what I'm saying? Out of everybody and make one CD. And if I if I liked the beat and I heard something else that I that you know the kick need to be brought up or I didn't like the snare or we change it out or I just like one part of the beat yo flip this and sometimes Bang would do a beat that the, the drums would be crazy but it need melody on it so yo side I need you to play these keys on it like this so start orchestrating and putting things together and that's just how we started coming just doing it and then next thing you know you know a lot of people gave me false promises like yo. I'm gonna buy you. I'm gonna buy this record for LL. I'm gonna buy this record for this person, and it just never happened. How were you uh, making connections at that time? Because it wasn't like the social well, media from, platforms. From, from and... being in, from being in us, when I was in a group, I met a lot of people. Right. You gotta remember, we was in the streets every night rapping. So, a lot of people was in the music business. A lot of people was up and coming. Like I remember, you know, Daytuan and 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 and, and Jermaine Hall. Jermaine is that president of BET Digital. A vice president, one of them at BT Digital, Jermaine uh, Daytuan is what uh, the editor in chief at Vibe. Vibe. Yeah. But they was working dot com in the dot com era. Dot they com, was, he was a, at Double XL. Yeah, this before all that, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? This before they started up King and all that. Like they was dot com dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like on a, it was like a room full of phones and right. kind of just you know what I mean. And they shot one of my one of our videos at that time. So. At that time, with Deron T. Smith and a bunch of us, we was just, we was, when we was doing us, we was shooting videos every week. Like how people doing videos now? Yeah. We was, I got probably about nine videos at that time. And you talking about from, 2000, from 99 to 2001. And that's just us shooting our own shit, getting our own cameras and just doing it. When Pro Tools first came out and, the, I mean, Apple first really came out with the editing programs from back then. Right. You know what I'm saying? So with that, that led us to let me meet. I met so many different people, but how I got on one day, I was dirt sick, like how Mo is sick right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, I was in my crib and I was just frustrated. I was working with mentally handicapped adults at the time and I was just frustrated with life, man. I'm like, yo, and my cousin was a bodyguard at Violator and I seen him on TV. I watched 106 a park and he here come Missy and Tweet. And get the big black nigga behind it is my cousin. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I've been asking this nigga Rich to hook me up forever. When are you going to hook me up? So I called him right there on the spot. I don't know if it's live or not, but I called him. <laughs> so I called him like twice and he calls me back, right? Like maybe five minutes after that, he goes, what's up, man? I said, you even promised me that you're going to send me up to Violator. You're going to give me a shot. And you never gave me a shot. Yo, I'm screaming and yelling. He said, look, do me a favor. 
grab a BCD right now and go to this address. So I went there. I didn't know he was sending me. I went in there. It was violated. That's crazy. But it was empty. <laughs> he violated you. <laughs> yeah, it was empty. So um, it was a it, it was a and I thought that was in there, but it turned out to be an intern. And I'm playing them beats. He like next, next, next. He just waving me off, and I'm pissed. <coughs> and I see this this white dude because the only person that was in there was like a, a person that was cleaning up a lady. Right. And I seen some white dude with a book bag on. I I thought he was like maintenance too, like you know what I mean. So he walked past and he went out the door. So I played him this girl that I that eventually we got signed named Demi to Atlantic Records, and and um. Like five minutes later, the same white guy walked back in the door. So he goes, yo, play another joint. So I played him another joint. He said, play another one. I played him another one. He said, yo, what's that girl you was playing? Play that again. So I'm looking at the dude that's next to me like, who the f- is right. this dude? Like, like why you keep- Why you let him just come over? Yeah, so the like, dude, the intern do. dude, I think the name was Andre Neal at the time. He was like, yeah, 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 Like, he was excited. So I'm like, all right, cool. So after I played him everything, <clears throat> dude said, you know who I am? I said, no. He said, I'm Murder Moscow. I said, Murder Moscow? You know who that is? I said, nah. He said, he said, Irv Gotti gave me that name. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm Leo's pit bull. Oh. I said, okay. He, was, he said, that's what that means. He said, I'm his lawyer. He said, and I'm part owner of Violator with Chris Lighty and Mona Scott. I said, oh, okay. He said, yo, you know who Joey I.E. is? I said, no. He said, you know who Funkmaster Flex is? I said, yeah. He said, you know what the tunnel is? I said, yeah. He said, well, Joey's the manager of Flex and he runs the tunnel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He said, we want to meet you tomorrow. Where we can pick you up at? That's hot. I said, I live in East New York, but y'all ain't coming over here to pick me up. <laughs> Two white boys. He's like, <laughs> y'all not coming to pick me up in East New York. I said, I'll meet y'all when you want, wherever y'all want me to meet you at. He's like, yo, let's go to Chin Chin's or Mr. Child's. You pick. I don't know what Chin Chin's right. or Mr. Child's is. Whatever sound the most Chinese to me, <laughs> I said Chin Chin's. I ain't no child. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> with the Chin Chin's, had some Grandma A shrimp, shrimp. You know what I'm saying? So I went to Chin Chin's with them, and they told me basically what happened was they was building a studio in the city on Ninth Avenue in a film center building. And yes. just by the grace of God, they needed somebody to run the studio. Oh. And here it is. A dude who not a big time producer, you know, cheap labor. I ain't got to pay him nothing. All I got to do is give him the studio. He'll run it because he needs some place to work. Right. Which was fine to me because now I got room. I can get these dudes out of my mama crib and we could go over here. So a couple months went past. I'm at Violator. But now I'm there every single day, every day, every day. Like every day after work, I'm there. It was so crazy. Chris Lighty would just see me and walk, God rest the dead. He just walked past me and bumped me sometimes. Like, Yo, what you doing here? Like, I just be there giving out CDs every day. If Missy walked in, I got a CD for her. If, uh, if, 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 if Foxy walked in, got a CD for her. If LL walked in, uh, Busta Rhymes, Busta Rhymes uh, uh, Capone and Noriega, Bob Deep. And a lot of these dudes I did shows with coming up. But, man, listen, I ain't, I ain't seen them in years. Right. 50 be there, 50 be there with Bob. I know exaggeration. It had to be at least anywhere from 30 to 50 dudes. It'd be like 30, 20 niggas with them and like another 20 in security guard. That's you know crazy. what I'm saying? It was crazy. He was moving like the president at that time. And But he would never take a CD from me. Like, yeah, I could never give him a CD. Right. Because he would just look at me like I was crazy. Like, like every time I move, he would look. 
So I got ex- I, I was I got real observant of his behavior before. Like he would get on the elevator, and I'd try to go on the elevator. They wouldn't even let me on the elevator with him. Right. And after he saw my face for a couple of months, he you know one time I got on the elevator, I'm like, yes, they let me on the elevator. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm getting closer. So I seen that only people that he would talk to outside of business, they were strangers, was women and children. So I brought my niece and my goddaughter. I brought oh, my daughter and, and my and my goddaughter up there. And when they when I knew he was gonna be there, I told somebody to call me when he was there. I got the kids, me and Irk, and we drove him up there. And he's out there talking. So what I did is I opened. We were sitting like in another room, and I opened the door and I pushed him out the door. <laughs> Real talk. And I pushed him out the door, and just like clockwork. Come here, sweetie. And they like two, three years old. And he don't know. They just, they don't know who 50 Cent is. I want my daddy. I want my daddy. <laughs> so here come 50. He opens the door with a baby in his, with the babies in his head. Who baby is this? Oh, that's my daughter. Uh, he's like, oh, she's so cute. And I said, thanks, man. I said, yo, man, I, yo, I've been trying to get you a CD for a long time, but nobody will introduce me. Can I just give you a joint? He said, give me a joint. Man, play the shit right now. Wow. <laughs> so I just started playing joints. <laughs> he was in the room with me for like <clears throat> 45 minutes, an hour. I remember Buster kept coming in. Yo, Fifth, I got to talk to you. Yo, hold on. Listen to Shorty. Shorty dope. That's dope you know what I'm saying? And Buster, Buster leaving. 50, I got to talk to you. I'm still listening to Shorty. Yo, I just told Shorty he was dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? So next thing you know, um, Mona Scott hit me up maybe about, and this is like a year, like I said, just going back and forth. Right. And I'm dying because I'm taking baths at the... In the sink, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm taking bath. We used to call it a Puerto Rican shower back then. I'm taking a bath at the sink. They go to work in the morning. Like, I would leave the studio at 5 o'clock in the morning to get to work until and, and I had to quit my job. I almost quit my job. But what happened is it was like the best week, the best month of my life. You know what I'm saying? Mona called me and asked me. Uh, my man, shout out to K-Mac and um, Soul Diggers. They didn't want to do the song for Missy at the soundtrack called Shark's Tale. And, you know, they did the Shark's Tale thing, and next thing you know, Mona asked me, yo, would you want to do this movie called Shark's Tale, this cartoon? I'm like, yeah, if I could fly my boys out. And they gave us all trips to first class tickets to um to, uh, to Hollywood to sit with... Um, Will Smith? Will Smith and them, yeah. And we wound up doing a song with Christina Aguilera and um, Missy. The Sharks did the movie, the car wash. At the car wash. Right. So I got a $10,000 check for that. Joe AIE had got me another $10,000 check that week. And then 50, when I landed, Shot Money called me. And he's like, yo, you, see, you hear this beat? I was like, yeah. He's like, yo, don't ever play this beat for nobody else again. This is going on 52nd album. This is going to be the first song to start the album. And I'm like, well, his first album is just out right now. Like, He's like, I'm telling you, this this impeach the president with the piece of president drums on it. Don't go nowhere. And that record happened to be in my hood. And then 50 called me when I got back and was like, yo, listen, I'm going to make you a producer. I'm going to make you a superstar. You know, I'm doing a press conference when I'm going to introduce Olivia and tell the world that I got mob deep at MOP. And I'm going to make sure that they, they know that you're my producer and whatever the case may be. And he gave me a song deal, a five-song deal, which turned into a 10-song deal. Wow. And next thing you know, I had Disco Inferno on there, too. So I had In My Hood, Disco Inferno, and then we did so many other songs after that. You know what I mean? And then at the same time, I had signed the girl Demi to Atlantic Records for a deal for like 500 something grand. So I quit my job. I had 80000 in the bank. I'm like, yo, I'm making 24000 a year. 
I can make this 80000 last me for three. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It didn't, but you know what I'm saying? And that's how it started. That's how my career started. You know what I'm saying? So That's, yo, I'm telling you. And that's what I'm saying. Like, just seeing you, like, you would never know that all of these things happened. So where were you at where, like, in your career when you met Moses? So that happened... <laughs> by circumstance now I'm you know now I'm done produce like seven singles for, for 50 at that time and me and the team kind of start going our own separate ways and I'm starting to figure out who I was all over again having another this big transition moment. right and you know at this time the music business got wait, wait I'm sorry before you go were you still living in Brooklyn like still yeah yeah I had bought a house at that okay. time I bought a house I took my money and bought a crib okay and, I made some of the biggest money, you know, 50 sold 10 million. So that's a whole nother story. But what happened is um, I trans. What happened was the stock market crashed in 2008 and the music business stopped giving out money like they was giving out money before. You know right. what I'm saying? And everything kind of just slowly, abruptly came to an end. And my bills at that time was like $10,000 a month. And I was just going broke. You know what I'm saying? Things just, you know. I couldn't afford just one studio. Well, I was Were you ever I, living beyond your means? Like being a nah, hood dude? Nope. You know, I, I never had no big change, okay. no cars, nothing. I was really just putting over my money, which I didn't <laughs> learn till later on. I was investing all my money back into like music and nothing else, which I should have at that time learned how to, but nobody never taught me how right. to invest in other in other areas. So when music didn't bring in money, I could have had money from other things, right, whether it was stocks, whether it was a barbershop, whatever yeah. it was, but just had other businesses. And I was just so gun hole on this music. Like that's all I was tunnel vision on, <clears throat> which was good. Cause I think that's what got me through it. But at the same time it was bad because I didn't make that transition. Only thing I did good. I think with the money was the money I put on the house. You know what I'm saying? So, now I'm in bankruptcy. I'm not bankruptcy. I'm uh, foreclosure. Old Uncle Sam, some bread, and just learning, going through it, and you know, got more. You know, just gave it. Just went. I was going. To, it was bad because I was not bad to the sense I was going to church like every day. They didn't even know me at the church. I was just going in to clean it because right. I had nowhere to go. Like my daughter would come home and see me in the crib. You know what I'm saying? And like now, nah, like Daddy, what you doing home? Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'll just go there to clean the toilets or clean the sanctuary and just go there and wow. pray and just cry on the altar. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, God help me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was crazy. And and what happened in, in that transition, <coughs> you know, I learned that, you know, one, money wasn't that important and God got me. You know what I'm saying? So I got a new studio and I just got blessed all over again. Like I went through the storm and, you know, they say faith is dead without works. And I just put, put forth the work and kind of went to doing it. And when I met Mo, what happened is in that transition space. And I don't know what I'm going to do at this point. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I just know it's Christmas. Oh, before I met Mo, what happened was, like I said, I was broke. So a big part, what happened was it was this thing called, there was this fat loss thing on, on the TV on the radio I would hear every day, lose 40 pounds in 40 days. So I'd be like, yo, what's that, man? And I was shooting this video because somebody told me, just put the song out. I had, did this R&B record and niggas was like, yo, just put the song out. All right, cool. I got Murder and Mano to jump on the record. And when I did that, I looked at the video. I was like real big. And I'm like, yo, I got to lose this weight. <clears throat> so I went to this place to go get this consultation. They charged me 2100 when they charged me twenty one hundred for it, <laughs> for the consultation, I'm like, yo, I ain't got twenty one hundred. Right. You know what I'm saying? But 
I know white people sometimes they get intrigued when I start talking about music and all the people I work with like, oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? So I started talking about all the people I work with and dude was saying, like clockwork, said it was cool. So I started telling him, I start, you know, defecating on this whole package, how they was doing it. Right. I said, yo, your marketing is terrible. Like the way y'all marketing this thing, you got when somebody watching 90 video, 90 minute video on your, uh, on your, uh, on your website, nobody watches retention time is that long. It's like two to three minutes. I said, then you got this, this thing on this week station that just came to New York city. And it's, you know, it's, it, you know, you want to be able to reach a million or two, right. three million people every time you play your ad. And I start telling him all this stuff. And he looked at me like, yo, you want a job? I said, no, I don't want to work for you. I'm broke. <laughs> I'm like, I ain't working for you. I said, I consult. So he got his boss on the phone. I said, you ain't even a boss. Right? So next thing you know, I changed the name of their company, me and my boy Teddy, and we named it 40-Day Reset. And next thing you know, I took that 40-Day Reset, and I started marketing it through, like, Hot 97 and, 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 and Power 105 and and I got Flex to get on it, Cypher Sounds, I all these people. I did hear Flex doing that. Yeah, Flex, how Flex look all, that's how he looks so sexy yeah. now. He lost all that weight, you know what I'm saying? He just called another man sexy. Uh, listen, I'm confident <laughs> in who I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but, and, and, and that got me to go to like Khaled. Khaled flew me out to his crib to put him on, put him on the T-Pain and, you know, Mustard and Remy all, Ma. Remy Ma, all, everybody. So, you know what I'm saying? Can I get some? <laughs> so, we're talking about. So, next thing you know, I start, me and Teddy start making a company like <clears throat> over like a half a million dollars a month. Wow. Or a quarter million dollars a month, something like that. You know what I mean? And, you know, that started putting bread in my pocket. And Teddy was like, yo, watch this right here, Styles. We was coming home from something. I'm like, man, I ain't watching that, man. I'm tired. I'm go. He said, listen, I drive this, watch this. And I picked up my phone, and I ain't put the phone down. And I went home and, like, fell asleep and woke up and was like, yo, this is crazy. And it was money and violence. Wow. So... I'm looking at the screen and, and, you know, going through what I went through, you know, I didn't want to ask nobody that I knew. I saw a couple of people that I knew, but I didn't want to call nobody that I knew to go contact me with more. I was like, yo, I want to do. He just looked like he was the boss. I, you know, I ain't know when I seen the rate, when the credits went up and they had the, the, the Instagrams at the end. Right. I, he was the first one. So I hit him. So, you know, I, I was talking to Teddy. I'm like, yeah, I must tell him I did this. I did this and I did that. And Teddy was like, why are you writing all that? Just say you got an opportunity for him and see if he hit back. And right. that's crazy because if he would have wrote all that, it would have turned me off and I would have never come, I would have never responded. Like, So we on the phone with Teddy and Teddy go, I'm like, yo, T Teddy, man, this thing ain't call me back yet, B. It's your fault. I should have told, <laughs> told him. my you know And Teddy was like, just chill. Like, you know what I mean? And as soon as he said chill, the phone rang. And I said, yo, it's a 516 number. I think that's him. That's him. That's him. And you know what I'm saying? It's, and I said, I'm going to call you back. I'm going to call you back if it's not him. So I, <laughs> I, I clicked over, and it was him. And we had this conversation. And I was like, yo, listen, at that time, I had met Charles Soup. And when I was like, my money was crazy. And me and Charles was like, he was he he introduced me to the TV world. Like, he had, like, all these shows, like, with Salt and Pepper. He had all these reality shows. And I had told him he should do a show with Maine. And I helped Maine get a pilot deal over at, uh, over at, uh, at MTV. And so... I knew a little bit about TV through you Charles. You the reason why Mano got the, sh the show where he slapped that white man? That's the show No, 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 no. Him? He had did a pilot over at MTV. Oh. So, <laughs> um, and I did mad singles for Mano and Murder too. But um, then he was into that because when I met him, he like had Puff on the phone and all that stuff. But his thing was, you know, 
I don't want to deal with music dudes. I want to deal with somebody that could bring me to TV. That's what I want to deal with. So it was just, you know, I was a little intimidated because the competition was crazy. You walk in, nigga talking to Puff. Yeah, like, Puff is right calling <laughs> me, my GR, right now. What, what I'm going to tell him. Right. You know what I'm saying? So we brought him down to the the to the tape, uh, to, to, uh, to the company, production company, and, you know, he liked what he saw, and then, you know, we kind of just teamed up. And then every, it was like, you know, he, he let the rope grow a little bit more as time went on, you know what I'm saying? And I think me and Teddy proved ourselves, you know what I mean? We came in and... We proved that we want to, you know, roll our sleeves up and work. And they was probably like an episode between 7 and 12, one of them. And, you know, I started coming out to the set and we just got cool. And, it, you know, we a lot alike, but we a lot different. Like we a yin and a yang kind of? Not that far, but we just different in certain, certain different ways. But we alike, maybe because I signed. Is we, he more stern and you're a little more lax? Like, what is it? It could be. It, could, it depends what the situation is. It depends is. what the situation is. Yeah, it depends is. what the situation is. So, Moses, when... <clears throat> When Styles first reached out to you, where how did you take it? Like, were you open to it, or did someone have to convince you? No, you know what's crazy is looking back, like, I really don't know why I responded because, you know, like he said at the time, I had everybody and their mother, like, reaching out to me, and his message was just, here's my number, I have a business opportunity for you. And, um, and I reached out to him, but at the same time, you know, I was aware, like, I had a lot of music people coming to me at the time, and I was aware that, this is just this is the end thing at the moment. So everybody wants to be connected to it, but my concern was okay. You know, it's great that Diddy's interested, but you have no track record in television. You know, I give you all the props for what you've done in music, but I can't roll the dice with my one and only chance. Right, and this was before he launched Revolt or any, any no, talks no, of Revolt. No, no, he Revolt. He had Revolt at the time, <laughs> but. Even if when you look at Revolt, Revolt is a music channel. They play videos. They had no experience in scripted series. You know, so with me, I really didn't care about what you've done. To me, I was more concerned with find somebody, because this is how I always see things. Find somebody who believes in what you're doing. And when y'all put y'all heads together, y'all could take it. Y'all could take it further than anyone else. You know, as long as they believe. And that was the thing, like when I spoke to him, was that, like, he watched the show. He was calling me because he watched the show and was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So he believed. It wasn't the hype. It wasn't, I heard about this. It was, yo, I watched this, and it's amazing. You know what I mean? So it was like, yo, let's go. Even um, a little, just to go a little further back for you, Moses, because anyone who <coughs> doesn't know about the series, you should, you should of course, though, because now they're on title and they have these great deals. But prior to that, he was... Uh, Self-taught uh, editor, self-taught director. He created his own script because he just wanted to fill a fill a void that was in our culture. And in doing that, he ended up launching his own YouTube series, which turned into now what it is. Mm-hmm. How did you get your mind to not only be in that that one that one realm to like actually step into your greatness? Um. Well, understand that for one. Every time I watched us depicted on the screen, I just always felt that it wasn't true to life. Right. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to put a project out there that depicted us. And when I say that is, what I mean by that is we're always depicted as the bad guy. We're always depicted as so evil. You know what I mean? And the truth is nobody does crime 
because they enjoy it. People do crime out of necessity. And I wanted to show the world these characters who were multifaceted, multidimensional, you know what I mean? Where, yeah, you got these guys who do this, but that's because they grew up in these disenfranchised neighborhoods. They don't know anything else, you know, but at the root of it, they're good people. Like I like to say all the time, your villain it's always somebody else's else superhero. Right. You understand what I mean? And that's what it was with these characters were these characters weren't bad guys. You know what I mean? They 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 straddled that gray area where they were good people doing bad things. So in, in creating the series, of course, you were tapping to your own resources and using your friends and places that you had already known the owners to. How come you never threw Styles on and you never want to be in? Styles was in the episode. I was in, in the episode. But how, <coughs> I was just sitting there. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, but that, that, that wasn't for me. At that time, that wasn't really for me. Like, I didn't care about that. We My focus was really figuring out how to get it to, to the next the level. Next level. That so you have never wanted to be, because you had your moment after nah. that girl shut your dreams down, you never wanted to be. You know, sometimes I think it'd have been cool for my Instagram. You know what I'm saying? You know, you always trying to get your followers up. You know, I'm trying to get my followers up. You know what I'm saying? But you know what though? Um, But nah, this is one thing that 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 I'd like to say is, and that's why our dynamic works. You understand what I mean? Like with us, it's not about all of that, right? You know, even and here tell you, like even with me being the creator, being an actor, like it's never about the attention it's never about the shine you understand what i mean it's simply about yo like let's make this happen you understand what i'm saying and the truth is if the only way that i could see styles being adamant about him being an actor is if he really felt that that's what was best for the project right you know what i mean and 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 that's that's what makes him so valuable because when you're surrounded by so many people who want to be included not even because they want an opportunity but because they want the attention they want that shine like and i've watched this attention drive people crazy you know what i mean so to be around people who genuinely are just like yo bro let's just do what we got to do to get to the next level because i'm the same person you know the same way like we walked in here and he's like yeah that's my manager today if i gotta tie your shoelaces right in order to get us to where we got to get then i'm fine with that you know I what I like mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we never, you know, even for me, like, I never let this this music business ever jaded, jaded my personality. Right. You know, you've been in my crib before, Melissa, and... Yes, you know, I have. Yeah, you've been in my Nothing, crib at a fight. Not, no, no, like a fight party. Fight party. You ain't going to have me up and body and body. You've been in my crib, Melissa. Go get my whole stuff. Like, she doesn't see me without my wig. Nigga, did not see me without my wig. See, I was even thinking like that. I forgot we was out here. But, you know, I remember when somebody had said to me one time, yo, these. These industry ain't your friend, you know right. what I'm saying? And you think they're your friend. I was like, yo, you've been in my house. That person had been in my house too. And I'm like, yo, listen, anytime you've been in my house, what you see? I see you see nothing but friends and family there. Great vibe. That's it. And it's great vibe. You come to my house, it was like 20, maybe about 50 I thought we were cousins. People. That's why I was acting. Yeah. I felt it's like, like family. 50 people in my like house, family. you know what I'm saying? And that's what it is. Like, we, we hang out with each other. And that's like six months into knowing each other, people like, damn, I yeah, brothers, y'all knew each other forever. Ever, I, like, I thought, nah, yeah. this, this is what How it is. How do y'all maintain that, though, just for anybody? And we fight like we that. Argue, yeah, we can argue <laughs> like, every day, but we argue and that's it. Yeah. We go on to something else. Like, I, I don't, it's no like grudge. Like, once it's done, it's done. It's ain't, done. No, ain't no right. resentment. I ain't, ain't no grudge. Like, you know, and you know, but you know where that stems from right. is we can disagree, and I could not agree with what he's saying, and I can get pissed off, but the truth is, like, 
I know that he always has my best interests at heart. So even when here. I step away pissed off, I'm going to go home and be like, but damn, oh, if Styles is saying that to you, then you know that there's something you're not seeing. Right. You understand what I mean? And, and I mean, it's just that's just that trust that we have. You understand what I mean? So, What about the other people? the others like you have the other cast members you have the other crew members that started from the beginning and now they see like you know certain attachments and certain new platforms so they think it is monetized differently and then egos come into place like how do you guys deal with that and how do you guys navigate that's, where you I don't, don't think get... that's a problem that's not our problem you know what i mean i think that's a them problem whoever has a problem right everybody know what they came into this up for and when everybody came, everybody just came because they wanted to be a part of this and, you know, kind of just, you know, be in the limelight and kind of make it just happen. And it popped, but everybody knew we was, you know, more. Mo- when I came in, I knew I was replaceable. It, it, it may not happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we all, everybody knows that. You know what I mean? So when people, anybody ever felt differently, like they were supposed to get something more or less, it's like, oh, whatever. You're... I knew that coming in the door. Some right. of y'all been here before me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know. It, it, Why can't women do what you guys are doing? Why can't they? Women. I feel when, listen, for some reason, I, I, I feel the men network and work differently. I think that, With I think, the cattiness. I think women are a little catty say, with I, each I, other. I was about to say, I think the only thing that separates the men and the women as far as business is concerned is that there's no room for emotion in business. And I think that women get too emotional, you know, and so many other factors other than what's going on business-wise come into play as far as how they react. And I think that that's what stops them a lot of times, you know what I mean? Because when it comes to business, it's like you got to think it through logically. Even like with money and violence, when I go into these meetings, I cannot grow an emotional attachment to this project. Right. You know what I mean? I have to do what is logically best business-wise, which means even if I have an issue with one of my actors, even if we do not like each other, if it is the best thing for the project, for them to be on there, then I have to put whatever my emotions are aside and let that be because... You wouldn't just kill a character off? Not if not if that's not what's best for the project. Oh, okay. I'll be like, you know nah, what? But this Clipped is what, your yeah, character see, and his but, mother died. Yeah, but guess what? If when, if, if when you land home at night and you close your eyes and you know it's going to hurt this project and it's the project isn't going to be able to come back from losing this person then you would be a fool you setting yourself up for failure you understand what i mean so at the end of the day like and i think that's what stops women is that women get too caught up in their emotions a lot of times and they react on emotion when this is business there's no room for emotions on this battlefield what about Go ahead, no, go ahead, what you gonna say? No, and I feel like, you know, I do think they have it hard, too. The sex thing is, is different, you know what I mean? Just the sexual gender of a woman. You know, men look at look at you, look at women more like objects, like, damn, can I get in her pants? Mm-hmm. Damn, she cute, like, she's sexy. And some women know how not to fall for that. And Cardi some, B. Like, but there, but it's two different ways. Like, some people, some women are good, and then some women are so turned off and so stern about not falling for it sometimes that affect them too but then you have those that know how to play them right down the middle straight and keep their head up and and do it the right way and those are the ones that kind of break through you know what i'm saying so even with my daughter like sometimes i tell her like you know you can get anything a guy got like you know what i'm saying but it's the way you carry yourself through it sometimes because even though it's just it's no different than being a black person right 
I know outside I got to conduct myself a certain way, even though I shouldn't have to, right? Right, we do. But police could take my life in an instant if they feel like they want to any given night. So certain things I got to do to conduct myself a certain way because I got to be extra careful when I stop my car. I got to make sure my hands are visible. I got to make sure I'm talking to police officers a certain way because it's not the same for me as it may be a white person. You know what I'm saying to you? Just like a woman. It's no different than that. It's not the same for you when men are playing with men. You know right. what I'm saying? So you have to conduct yourself in a certain way. You can't get a coochie out everywhere and feel like it's going to get you. That's going to get you but so far. Oh, you might get it and you might get you might give it out and you might get played. Or you might not say, yo, he can't, ain't nobody touching this. And that might, you might turn people off so much that they don't even want to deal with you. Right. And you got to find that fine line to really kind of go down that, that street and go, cool, I'm going to be like this and still keep my head up, still keep my integrity and do it like this and just you know, cut the emotions out a little bit and you should be fine. What about being in a relationship? Are you guys dating? Yeah. Married? What's going on? I'm 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 hundred and ninety percent single. <laughs> now, you know, I got a boo at home. Got a bae? Uh-huh. Do you guys um, I don't know if I got a boo at home no more. Why you don't know? Yes, you What's do. going don't on? Listen, man. Yes, you do. Don't listen, How long have you been confused? Uh, listen, don't she worry about that. Yeah, don't worry about it. He man. just made it worse. <laughs> Young Kevin Hart, you got your own Ayoko? Is she Asian? What's she looking like? No, 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 no. He got a Maria. No. <laughs> that's your baby mother? No, no, no. Me and my daughter mother great though. That's that's my dude. That's how me and my my child's father, we like besties. Yeah, we, that's my best friend. Her you son. You never look at her. Her, her and, husband. Oh, her husband. Her husband is like my brother. Her son. They uh, cool. they six year old son is my godson. Y'all on y'all Russell Simmons shit. Right, no, no, we good. Like, we so when good. you take the kids, you don't have the problem taking both. Nah, when we, if I go on vacation, he come with me all the time. Both tell you, he yeah. with me all the time. He take my kids too. <laughs> Matter of fact, was, he was he was he was in money and violence. Yeah, <laughs> that's so dope. Yeah, my daughter, mother, she'll come help out if I'm doing something like styling or whatever the case may be. Me and Z, Z police, her husband's police. That's my dude too. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah, we, he actually, How, was it too. hard to get to that place, or was it an easy transition? Not in the beginning, my daughter was young, so it was like two years old, and I. Ain't you know, like in the beginning, I'm like, yo, I don't want no nigga around my daughter. You know what I'm saying? But my, my mother had pulled me aside at like a birthday party. She's like, yo, that's your, yo, you are her father. And don't you forget that. You know what I mean? And then one time, I think he had came, I used to hate it because my mother owned the daycare and he would come and pick her up. And my daughter would run and go go to him. Or I'm like, yeah, that, that <laughs> killed me. And I remember one time she was leaving and then, and she was like, daddy, daddy. And he couldn't calm her down, her mother, and I just came and grabbed her. And when I did that, it was like, oh, she know her dad. Yeah. Is. I ain't never got to worry. And then and never looked back from that point. So, you know, we got a lot of similar friends. He at, he's probably, he was at the fight party when he was there. He always around. That's dope. Yeah. I'm not there yet completely. Yeah, no, nah, nah, we always you know, around. You know what I mean? Me and my daughter, mother, I, I don't look at her, I don't look at her no way. Like, like, I don't look at her sexually, nothing. Like, that's never? my... Never? Never. Okay. So Never. Yeah. She'll walk around. Listen, she'll walk around with her bra off and like the like the, the shirt. This yo, go put on a bra. Yeah, both of y'all know what this look like. I don't care to walk off. Like you know what I'm saying. I was there when her son was born. Like he called me. Like yo, he if I coming can't make now. Cut the umbilical cord, my nigga. Yeah, he coming now. Like you gotta you come over here. That's sweet. you know what I'm saying. So now nah, we've been tight for a long time. He my brother. That's dope. Yeah. Take notes, black folks. We could do we co-parenting, got, we got no, too. Yeah, we have no issues with That's that. That's why I, I am a strong believer that, you know, co-parenting helps children to just, it you does. know, evolve. Yeah, because yeah. even though you're not together, that your child <laughs> still deserves that structure. 
So that's why I just yeah, came I back. See my, with I see yeah, my see, but that's but that's why like a lot of us are so broken because we don't understand that we show our children the first examples of what, of what love right. is. Right. You know, and a lot of them grow up grow up watching these dysfunctional relationships. So. Yeah. You know, they grow up <coughs> thinking that that's that that's normal. Why don't you do a show like you know, kind of like a Cosby show? You know, it's you funny know they're you not say gonna that because no I was working on a show called um, Damaged, and that's what it's basically about. It's like a series about you know romance and relationships, and that's Perfect. why it's called Damaged because everybody's so broken. And if you need like a somebody, a sister or a shoulder to cry on, <laughs> I could be a best friend or an auntie. <laughs> or a teenage mother with a 17-year-old no who's running wild. Well, my daughter's 17. Your daughter could play my daughter, and I had her when <laughs> I was 17. See where I'm going with this? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> do you it. have children? Yes, I do have two daughters, one 19 and my Wow, my oldest, y'all are... My youngest is going to be 14. We 40, man. We 40. Oh, years, come on. Black is not cracking. Yeah. I swore y'all... Okay. Uh, y'all vegan? People... <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, my oldest is 19. I want to take a quick break because I want to wrap this up because I know you guys are booked and when we get back this is live so I'm going to take a quick break and when we come back I have a fun game that I made up and well, we got to tell you all the other fun exciting things I have a couple on. of questions and of course I want to know what's next and I got to urinate go ahead perfect so you keep it right here <laughs> it's your girl Miss Lissa sitting here with C. Styles and his manager wow, Moses go, keep it locked don't forget this episode of Miss Lissa Knows is brought to you by Sweet Mouth Catering I just finished devouring their slam dunk wings and they are delicious you can place your order by calling 347-886-4510 and you can get a $15 lunch special when you mention Miss Lissa Knows Al. And we're back. Al, I hope you got your blunt rolled, your wine poured, drink some water. We don't if drink you're not... or smoke. I knew you, that's what I was going with. Next. I said, or water yeah, if. Only water. Y'all never did no drug? No, no I, liquors? I, I, no. You, you look, used to taste thing. a little Hennessy. You never had no Hennessy? Mm-hmm. I, I hate that taste of liquor. I only drink water. I don't, I haven't drink, I don't drink juice. No, well, I drink juice. Yeah, I don't really like blues. juice. I like juicing, like going to juice bar. Yeah, I drink water. I probably ninety nine percent drink water. So what is next for you guys? Because we already know what's going on with like with season three and money and violence is coming soon, right? Mm-hmm. Money and, but then what else? Because I I know that there's other like dimensions to you and other things that you want to show. So what else can we look forward to? Um, we we in the middle of doing a situation with Biggs from Rockefeller, right? Um. That's coming. I don't want to get too involved in that, but yeah, somewhat, you can't do that because you gotta make it home. They Illuminati. Yeah, it, but it's but it's um it's in the works right now. Um, we have uh, we got a podcast television show on Revolt called uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Boys. Boys. Take some getting used to. Um, Uncle Murder and Mano. It's hilarious. You just gotta like it's slap boxing. How They're did you guys create crazy. that concept? Um. Teddy came up with it one day, and you just kind of went. I he, since I knew Murder and Maine, like you know, Murder's my brother, brother. You know what I'm saying? And I knew Maine forever, and he was like, "Yo," I said, "We got to figure out something for them to do." And he, Teddy came up with this idea, and we caught, we all kind of got together and just say, "All right, cool," kind of just beat it up and came up with that. That's dope. And we took it to Revolt, and we did it at Revolt. Um, we have a book that we are publishing with uh, Charles Suit, which is our partner. He has it at Simon & Schuster called My Brother's Keeper. Um, it's it's Barack's, Barack Obama's um, foundation. Um, so it's his book, actually. So and like the proceeds going to Obama's oh, foundation? Yeah, he's trying to raise a, billion, <coughs> wow. a million dollars for it. 
and and he's writing the forward. He's writing the forward to the book. Harry Belafonte is writing the, the epilogue. epilogue, and it's like they got Apollonia. It's no, like, no, Harry Belafonte is writing the epilogue. Oh, epilogue! Yeah. Y'all know I got GD yeah. to drink. I'm sorry, epilogue. It's like 77 influential men of color that's in the book, I all kind of telling they they stories <laughs> in the book. You know what I'm saying? We that's have so everybody dope. from Congressman Keith Ellis, the first black Muslim official, Dr. J, LeBron James. Uh, Michael K. Williams. Michael K. Williams. So when is that Jesse coming Williams. out? Jesse Williams. Uh, so Jesse Wood's gonna be like, in the light skin. Are y'all going to go like from lightest to darkest? Like how y'all, no, how y'all categorizing it's, it's it? It's seventy-seven two-page essays, but each of these wow. influ- influential men are mm-hmm. writing letters to their younger Yourself. selves, telling them what they would need to survive in this world as a black man. Yeah. No, that's so dope. we also we also doing the um the um. Is that gonna also? I'm sorry. Is that gonna also be audio book? The docu series. We're gonna do the docu series. That's what I'm about to say. We about to do the docu series too. Um, can't tell you what network that's going to, but we're doing a docu-series with that also. So it's a plethora of different things um, that we got cooking up. So, you know what I mean? Do all we, men cheat? No. Sidebar, I just want to get the business out so I can get in the business. No. Oh, we did the comedy show just a while ago, too. You, just, you was there. I was there. And yeah, what else are you that. guys doing? Because like, I see you guys doing a lot of things with the um, social media, celebrities, Instagram, yeah, we comedians. Got coming. And yeah, we got something coming. We work with Major Hype and Commodore also. So yeah, we got. Yeah, need to listen. Hey, yo, Sal, why you ain't got no sisters on the wall? <laughs> Cause man, I, you know, I get along with bitches. It's funny man. too. Okay, I don't appreciate. That. I'm just saying. But we, maybe we could get you. For, How you gonna have the dozens without a bitch to crack an egg? <laughs> maybe we could get you in the uh, the, the skit the skit thing. Yeah, ain't no maybe. It's done. No yeah. worries. She said, "Ain't no maybe." <laughs> you know, maybe put that into the universe. Yeah. Done yeah, and check. Okay. Cut I don't know about the check, but yeah, you know? we're no? going to be in okay, there. Okay, we're going to talk about the check. Well. <laughs> you part of something. Can the bitch get some bundle? Can I get the stage 48? What is it? Can I get the plan 42? What is it? Can I get the reset? Like, 40 days reset. Hit she me off. She said the stage 48, though. <laughs> can I get some? It's not fair. Oh it's God. not fair. Do all men cheat? I he feel says like no, I, I say yes. I think yes. I say no. I, 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 I don't, don't cheat. Uh, he's lying to you. He's cheating. single, he so you're not cheating. You told me. Not, you, listen, at this point in my life, no, that was when I was <laughs> younger. <laughs> to, be, to be young is to be selfish and to mature is to sacrifice. All right, listen. Life. All right, cool. Listen, this is when he become Professor Griff. So I'm not, we're going to disagree, but I do think. I, that, listen to me. Boys cheat. Okay. Men don't. Oh, you uh, talking that uh, good talk. No, Let me I'm see. He's going to make all the women shake their heads. They're going to take your heart he and just drop it. Let me pray sweatpants on. You see this guy go. Here we go. Don't start us listen. on this conversation. <laughs> I'm going to leave it alone. I'm just going to stay out of this. Boys cheat, men don't. Okay, it's listen, whatever you so say. So what would it take to to solidify the non-cheating of a man? Because I, I feel like a, a man... Woman, this a woman I, cannot solidify the non-cheating of a man. A man has, has to decide to be... A man has to mature to a point And that's what I'm about to tell you. Where he sees value in a relationship. And that is I think men, as we get mature and older, we put our boyish things away. I don't think you have to be a man, like he said, you, you no, men don't cheat. No, the reason I, I think as that. you get older, we change. And we don't, and he's not going to agree to it. He can say what he want to say. But I was just telling him in the car, like, as we get older, like, we don't, sex is not the most important thing anymore as you start to get older. Right. And, you start to live life. So, like, when you're in your 20s and you're young, you're running, you're ripping, you're gunning, you got so many options, so many things going on. It's just different things happening. And as you get older and settle, 
you start to figure out what's more important to but you see, but I was about at, to at that say. time. And that's coming with maturity. And it's don't get me wrong, there's some guys in their 20s that do it too. They, you know, because there's always uh exceptions to the rule. But I think as we mature as men, what's we just down? change. That's exactly what I said. I mean, it comes with maturation. At the end of the day, you cheat with you when you're younger because you value what isn't important. So therefore, if you value what is important, isn't important, then you automatically devalue what is. You understand? I so agree. you value. Like so Malcolm you value. X. So you value sex more than you value the relationship. And I, I, as, I, as you get older, bitches, don't you? As you get older, D- definitely. Because I'm over here right. looking hot. Look, like, look, wait a just, minute now, everybody get out. And guess where your heart gonna be? A man to be a man. Listen, your heart gonna be the same place where that cheat nigga left your heart at so it don't even matter listen so as you get older you know what I mean then you start valuing the important things so you value the relationship and then all that other superficial stuff doesn't mean but sometimes anything. not even that sometimes niggas just get tired like he uh, making it sound scientific I, you it, know, isn't, it isn't about it being scientific sometimes, it's just to me as a 40 year old you have to understand as a 40 year old man there are things that don't excite me anymore more, you yeah, definitely. it's I like agree. going to the club it's like partying my dudes are hit me yo bro let's go to clubs yo, let's, bro, that does, it does nothing uh, for me. I, but I never you understand like it does like i used to love the strip club the strip club doesn't appeal to me anymore why because i've been there done that like i've done it to the point where mad at it don't even want it no more you understand what i mean so so ladies you basically get to a certain, you're gonna get to the ma- library bitch yeah. basically your man just got to get out of his system how about yeah. that to the you, get, you get to a, you get to a certain age where ride like, with him till he get out of his so system you think that you can honestly see yourself in a committed relationship monogamous with one relationship person? i've been in in monogamous relationships before okay We'll see. No, Can, I'll be with him for that. Is there a such thing as whack vagina? Yeah, I yes. think all, it's all different, man. How do you like? How I, I, the girls just need to know? They all different. Man. Should we do kegels during while it's happening? Nah, do the guys I, I, not that's like on the person. That? I, think, I think only God can give you good old whack vagina. If you yeah. got a whack vagina, ain't nothing you can do to change it. Nothing you can do. Nope. And guess what? You though? can work with on the, your the, mouth the, game. The, but the that's blessing, about old, it. but the blessing is. That it might be whack to him, but it might be good to somebody else. Come on, Jesus! One man's trash is another man's man. ass. Because I, you know, no, I, you know, you have a. But then again, a- some men can only go a minute and a half, so it's like either way, it's the same to them. That's whack. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about, but okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. Like in all honesty, like some men, come on, like some men are premature ejaculators, and and at the end of the day, they're not like even in there long enough. Premature ejaculating. That mean you doing good, girl. That's not necessarily. He, he can't even hold that juice in. That's but that's you can, that juice coming. If he puts it in the wet, if he puts it in the hole in the wall, he's gonna. In the same amount of time. Don't like, do that to you. my ladies. Don't do that, girl. He <laughs> coming. If, if you see a little I, he coming juice, for y'all. I don't know about that one. If you touch it and you <laughs> see a little juice, that means you doing good, girl. Keep rubbing. Now, <laughs> I want to play this game that I oh, made. Keep rubbing. I love that. <laughs> it's called see styles or see notes. So I'm gonna give you scenarios, okay. and I just made this. I made this okay. game up just for you. Okay. You can play two Moses. Don't worry. See styles or see notes. So it's things that I'm gonna give you scenarios, and mm-hmm. it's something. Would you just do it because of the love of who you are, or would they have to pay you for it? Okay, go ahead. So, first one. Mm-hmm. Go into the club. Do you just go to the club, or would they have to secure have to a pay bag? Me for you that. Notes. <laughs> That's easy. They on a Cardi B shit. They need. They got to get paid a fee. I ain't going to no club. I'm good. Okay. What about? Or it got to doing... be somebody's birthday. Okay. Like a friend, a real special friend. It can't just be any friend. <laughs> but go ahead. I be having to fight him to come to my birthday party. <laughs> I gotta get these invites because I'm 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 here. Don't you worry. Get all the information before we leave. Cleaning 
a friend's house or doing their laundry? Would you just do that for the love or would you need some money for that? What kind of friend? What kind of friend? If they sick? It got to be stipulations? If they sick, you know what I mean? I got you. But if you just come to clean your house, rent, hell no. Or what about if it's like a shorty that you like? Hell no. Maybe if I'm trying to impress, maybe. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm dating it's different. Then you come clean that house, or maybe you, or maybe you'll pay somebody to clean her house. Yeah, if I'm dating her, you gonna pay a bill? Somebody giving up the box? Because according to my last guest, nah. Tracy Ballin, shout out to her. If if I'm giving up the chach, you gotta give up that. We, see, and, and that's okay, that's the, 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 the wallet, the watch. and that's the misconception. But we get into that after we answer those questions. Okay, eating chit chitlins. You got to pay me to do that. I ain't you like you used to bust down some hog moths. Don't lie. I'm Jamaican. Yeah, heyday. We don't eat that. Oh, you don't eat that? No. What about you, Mo? He Haitian. He don't eat no. that neither. He ain't that. <laughs> the grill. Eh, eh. Uh, uh, oh, y'all should have no bought more. some black rice. I don't appreciate y'all just coming through without no, no good food. <laughs> Next time y'all come here, I got to go to Golden Crust first. <laughs> so eating chitlins? No. What about eating pussy? That can get done. It depends. You don't look like you really go. You, you look like you a... I like a head. Nah, I get, I get busy. Nah, I definitely you get, get busy. I get busy, you do the but snake, do the freak, I, do the but I don't eat any. I don't do eat the, every coochie. You should not. Yeah, I'm. I'm real skeptical. But I think. You I do mean, the, I you th do the finger test. I think my um my penis has to get uh fellatio every time. I can't even do it without it. So but, you need fellatio every time, but you're okay. not giving the blessings back. Definitely not. That's not what the Lord taught us. That's that's a Haitian stuff. I'm not Haitian. He's Jamaican. 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 So what about you? <laughs> I have no problem with it, but I have no problem eating the box. I'm not saying it. But, just, you, but if you, but everybody but can't get it though. Every time you think somebody gonna moisturize your I can, hot dog, I can, I can, but you I can, not gonna <laughs> sprinkle the kitty. I can, but no, I, I can't get do it every time. Like, I not just for any and everybody. But if she's giving uh, it to you every time, you're supposed to return a favor. I mean, I ain't forcing. Listen, man, hey, we gotta learn the love language. Okay, this is the last one. Different. This is the last <laughs> one. Taking a chance on a new artist. For the love, or would you need like a uh, secure money situation? I took it. I, I I did it with Mo. He was new. But would you do it again? Yeah, I think we both would do it. If somebody we felt like had if we talent, believe, yeah, if you believe, man, believe in you, why not? It ain't about the money. It's about. It's never been about money for me. Money is the overall goal, right? Like we all want to make money, but for me, it's really about creating something new and doing something dope. Money's the reward, never the motivation. It's like, yo, I really want to see Money and Violence blow up. Right. If I work with <clears throat> Demi, Tasha, or any producer, anybody, I really just did it because I loved it. The good, I loved, because I love them. I love making the music. I love doing what I do. I, you know, money was the, the, the end, like he said, the end result. But for me, I just, oh, it was the passion. Do you have any tips, either one of you, for, like, Anyone trying to turn their passion into a paycheck? Like, what is like any any like? Um, always you got to be patient. You got to work. You got to stay prayed up, and you can't. You have you have to know how to take good L's. Good L's that's gonna propel you in the right situation. You can't take every L, but if you got to take an L, you know that's gonna you know. Make you move 10 steps forward, then take that L to make you move 10 steps forward. You know what I'm saying? That's what I tell people. I would honest. And don't be afraid to, last one, don't be afraid to team up with other people who are smarter than you. I would honestly say, before you embark on any journey as far as success, deal with your insecurities, man. Um, insecurities are the root of so many problems with people, and it's the reason why so many people can't come together to, um, to actually achieve anything. In all honesty, because the issues be all internal. 
You know, a lot of times people see problems that aren't even there, and it's because of their own insecurities, things that they went through in the past. And it's like when you go and embark on a journey with a new team, like, you got to put everything that happened before that behind you and just, you know, start on a fresh start. Believe in those that believe in you. That's a fact. And focus on the good. That's what, that's what I always say. Don't focus on, you know, the friends that are not supporting your movement or the people that are hating on your projects. Like, focus on the people that are supporting supporting you and the things that you do have. But you have to also, I don't want to cut your wisdom, but you also have to remember to learn how to take good criticism. Yeah. Because some people believe that they have something when they don't. And that's, you know, that's a hard thing to not go, like, but see, you know, I had to learn how to change different things for myself i had to learn to hear when something was wasn't too right and you know but that's hard to to, to, to decipher you know what i'm saying because sometimes you don't know who's really got you for the right reason so you have right. to really have those right people around you to tell you what's good for you and what's not sometimes you know what i mean because you it's like them rap rappers you put up the other day you remember the rappers we put <laughs> up the yes. rappers yes. it was terrible right <laughs> it was terrible and a half now, is that ever going someplace listen that was even see, but i can't but i can't even say that because let me tell you right i had a friend of mine who had an artist female artist she was the worst in the world and he was putting all of his money behind this girl you understand what i mean i swear to you one night i'm at his house and we at the studio and he's playing back her music and he's listening to when he turns to me he's like yo mo man can I ask you a serious question? I'm like, what's up? He was like, yo, you think she can make it? First of all, I'm not into, you know, tearing down anyone's dreams. But at the same I'll time, I, at the same time, at the same time, I'm not into lying to people. You know what I mean? So I looked at him and I was like, yo, listen to me, bro. There's a lot of these artists that I hear on the radio every day that had somebody let me hear them before they bust and ask me could they make it. I just said no. So the most I could tell you is put enough work behind it. And if God is on your side, anything can happen. And it's and and that is the honest. I listen, no, I mean, they, they listen say to these talent beats hard work when, when hard talent, work. When talent is, that hard is working. Come yeah, on, exactly. no, no, you know and what I'm I agree with that. But it, you, you know, lazy like I said, it's not gonna work. Yeah, and I, listen, man, I'm the less talented person in this room. Like, right, you know what I'm saying? So I believe that, and I, because I, but I'm not. I outwork everybody in this right. room. So I believe that. But I also believe being in this business for so long, when you just know a person is like, yo, that ain't going to work, bro. That, now, like I said, there's always exceptions to the rule. Somebody will, you know, you, you have somebody here screaming and yelling on the top and like, ah! Right. And next thing you know, that become a sleeper. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But that's the exception to the rule. It's not not nowadays, man. Not the universe has been tilted <laughs> on its on its upside of that down, retrograde. man. It's because of the I'm, retrograde. No, I'm just saying. Like, I don't like, know, man. I would I would have believed that 20 years ago. Okay. <laughs> it's because of the retrograde. But not no like, But not no exactly. Not it's no because more. the people so don't want to work Go out there and start screaming and just make it, right, man? Like for every Jay Z, there's a Trinidad. Oh, we also do the patty pies too. Like a lot of people don't know that we do patty pies. We involved in that too. Yeah, we got a drink that's coming out too with patty. Kale, lemonade, iced tea, yeah. So kale lemonade? No, we got lemonade, iced tea, and a kale drink. Kale lemonade? I just nah. named it, nigga. I'm Give me my chuck. Nah, we ain't doing that. <laughs> Wait, mm, this is some delicious <laughs> kale lemonade. <laughs> yeah, but we got yeah, we got a couple things going on. But back, I want to go back to your thing when you said that what that girl said to you. I mean, we can leave on that note, but... Thanks. Thanks, co-host. Tell yeah, me. It, no, it bothered me because I, I hear that shit all the time. <laughs> I was just about to get back to it. When you say these women, uh, 
if you giving up the coochie, they got the right to what? That if if you are Tell having you. sex, if you're in a not just any old guy, Go but ahead. you if you're involved with a guy, that he should you know provide and he should pay a bill. If you're in a relationship, and listen, let me say something. You know it's difficult to be in a relationship, but a situation if you are consistently having. Uh, relations with someone and he should is, pay a bill. This is how I honestly feel. You know what I'm saying? First of all, the world is kind of messed up, right? And Very. I think men are supposed to be protectors and providers. Yes. That's our job, I believe right? so. Right? But that's to your wife, right? It's not to so. your, your girlfriend, to your girl you're dating, chick. your side chick. No, that's to your wife and your family. That's, who so you, that's, that's, that's to the woman who would die for you. Yeah. And but how do you find that woman? Nowadays, nowadays, could you put out. me on? And, and and the problem with some of these women are, they feel like, and it's so, and you know, I got a daughter, so you know, I always talk about different topics with her, but I haven't, you know, we talk about a lot of things, but you can't expect because you having sex with somebody that that person's supposed to pay for anything. It's an equal exchange. It's equal opportunity for both of you guys. My Your, pussy worth more look, than that dick, no, no, though. Nah. Why is that? See, why is that? It's no, it's I not. I told you I had it appraised. No, listen. Why, why is that? <laughs> listen. I, I could bring you a lot of women that to tell you my penis is worth a whole lot. <laughs> Do you right? understand what I'm so saying? So my like, thing is, I mean, that's an equal opportunity. You ain't got no sweatpants on. Listen, that's an equal opportunity. <laughs> She's so stupid. Value already went down. That's <laughs> equal opportunity for both people. Shut up. And a lot of time, these women don't bring anything to the table. And the reason why the relationships don't go wrong and why they're so heartbroken, they don't bring anything to the table, but their worth or their pussy. No, we didn't talk about uh, so, that. that. That we did not say. Right? We did say so that, you know, the problem you is bring... when, you, when you walk into a room and all you worth is your vagina, how you expect them to ever respect you if that's all you worth? We're not how you ever How you ever expect them to go more? Because the problem with relationships, right? I, I date a lot of women and... A lot of these women don't even do nothing. They can't cook, clean. They can't do nothing. See, we're not talking about those kind of women. I'm just, wait a minute. I'm just telling you what they don't do. They don't They don't provide anything. So you want me to protect and provide and give you all stuff. What are you going to do besides give me good head and give me sex? I can get that from anybody. And guess what? A lot of times women age older than men faster, but, right? So we just go, to, you get worn out, you go to the next young thing that's coming. Styles. Let you me, know what I'm saying? So me, you have add, to put you can't put value on your vagina. Let me, let me put add value on who you are as a person, as an individual. But wait. And then you value that and then let them pay for that. Styles Luther King. But let me add something <laughs> to that. Another thing that women don't understand as well is you cannot have any value to me if you don't see value in me. You understand? So I don't care how good your vagina is. If all a woman is doing is sexing me, but she's not doing anything to make her valuable in my life, then why should I value her? True. You know what I mean? Only a fool values someone that sees no value in them. So the truth is, because it's funny, because I see the way that things are unfolding now in society, and a lot of times, like, I was watching um, the Sex and the City movie, and... Samantha. Do you really watch that? But you watch yeah, part one or part two. It was on cable matters, the other day. It was on cable. Don't make no excuses. No, okay, but I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying. No, no. You were doing research. But I'm just saying, like, she cooked for her man, and he was two hours late. He was two hours late from work, and then she was like, she flipped, and she was like, "Do I look like the type of woman that sits and waits around for a man?" But I'm your man, so what is wrong with you sitting and waiting around for me? Right. You understand what I mean? And I think that the way that the world is evolving, like women think that there's something wrong with being vulnerable. They think that it's weak to 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 to, to Depend on them, man. And it's so funny. Yeah. I keep hearing all these chicks with, the, I'm the boss bitch, right? But they don't want to put up no own money for to do nothing. If you're a boss bitch, then be a boss bitch then. You know what I'm saying? You can't want to be independent and liberal. You know what I'm saying? And then 
when, didn't want a man to be a man too at the same time. You can't have your cake and eat it this too. This is you gotta, true. You have to pick. You have to pick your roles. And I just think in relationship, we don't have things that we value anymore. So when you in a relationship, right? When when you was growing up, right? And you go back a generation or two. Your mother, when your father came home, your father brought home the money, right? Your mother kind of stayed home. She watched the kids cook, clean, and all that. You know what the problem was? You know why he wouldn't never leave the wife or the wife wouldn't leave him? She wouldn't leave. Why? Because she didn't have no financial money to go anywhere. So she had to be forced to stay in her relationship. Right. <clears throat> A man is simple, even more simple than that. He can't figure out how to take care of no kids by himself. He can't figure out how to cook for himself. He can't figure out how to wash his own drawers. So what happens? He can't go outside the home. He got to be forced to stay with his house. There's things that's tangible that hold you accountable. Right. But all we do now is, yo, the sex got to keep you. That but wait, keep but you. not just that. Even Let me take it a step beyond that. Do you know what makes a man feel better than anything? Feeling appreciated. Feeling, feeling needed by his woman. Yeah. But we live on. in a world where women don't want to make this men feel like they need This is why I need my girls them. to listen to my last episode, Think Like a Lady, in which I'm giving you all of those gems, me and my girl, Tracy Ballin, and then we just had Moses and C. Styles come through and co-sign what we were saying. Exactly that. Like, we say we don't need a man, but just in life in general, we can't procreate without men. So, you need men. But you know what's funny? I just, I had just put up a post on Instagram where I basically put together all these pictures from um, Hurricane Harvey in Houston. And it was men rescuing women out of these homes and putting these women in these boats and carrying these women with... um with their babies, you know what I mean? And my caption was exactly that, you know, for all these women out there saying that you don't need a man in this world, understand that we all need each other. Right. You know, a man's role will always be a man's role and a woman's role will always be, be a, a woman's, woman's role, role, no matter yeah, what. You know what I mean? So you can sit here and say, oh, I don't need a man for this, I don't need a man for that. But the truth is, when it comes down to it, you will. Like, and I'm I tell, definitely and not I tell putting together no dresser, nigga. I, I tell my you. friends, women or men, if you can't better a person financially, spiritually, emotionally, physically, socially, in any one of those areas, maybe two or three of those areas at one given time, then why are you even in any kind of relationship? Friendship. And the, yeah, I was about to say, that doesn't even apply with boys. <laughs> like, even with us as friends, you understand what I mean? If I'm not bettering him some way, somehow, I mean, and, and, and or him bettering me, like, we're so tight, not only just because of the business, but because the truth is... If I need advice, that's who I go to. If he Same needs here. advice, I'm who he I goes to. I call him like your guru. <laughs> yeah, because you understand, because we we, we respect each, each other's other. mind. Right. And we, we respect each other's thought process. So I know, like, yo, let me ask Styles what he thinks about this, because he's going to give me sensible advice. Right. And I think that's what women have to, women, women need to value that, too. You know what I'm saying? You have to, you have to take the time out to learn your partner, and men have to take the time out to learn their partner. But so many women nowadays... A brand, me buying you a bag is not equating to nothing. Right. Nothing. You got to buy that house, get that key. You know even what I'm saying? That, not even that, even that. Like, you you got to build. How, you, because you're not, listen, you, you have to understand. you want Legos? Nigga, don't, nah, don't say to me like nah, that all aggressive. Yeah. Nah, we gotta I'm going to build. We build. Can't, if we can't build together, then why? yelling at me. You know, marriage is like a business, right? It's like a business agreement. Like, if you can't build nothing together, I can't have a successful business with you. How am I have a successful marriage with you? No, that's true. You know what I'm saying to you? That's what marriage is. And that's what relationships are. When you're dating, you should be finding somebody that you can build with. Yeah, but if you those... want a good thing. And you know somebody. You know so crazy. Well, you're already you... in a relationship, so you're good. What are you looking for? Cool. We gonna I'm not have... in nothing right now. You're not? I'm going to tell you what Quarter I'm looking for. Right? No, let's find out. Because we're going to get to I'm going to tell you why I'm single. Ladies, if y'all interested, you know you can tweet us. I'm going to tell you why I'm single, right? 
I'm single because I I meet women all the time who want to be with me because they think that I'll treat them better than any other man. But I've yet to meet the woman that wants to be with me because she thinks that she'll treat me better than any other woman. See, look at you. It's been deep. What's your Instagram? <laughs> Cloud Nine TV underscore C L O U D the number nine. You got no, TV enough followers. Underscore. I need followers. I'm about to follow him. I already follow you. Nah, you should follow me though. I was I wasn't, but now I am. Now I am. I wasn't. I wasn't, but now, nigga, when you just drop that science, I'm feeling like a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go though, cause y'all gonna have me here all well, day. Follow me on my Instagram, C Styles Nine One One. And y'all, y'all gonna have to come back for one of my 10, battle of the sexes. Oh, I'm with it. I definitely want to have more conversations like oh, this. Let's one kill that these we women had. out here. Come on. <laughs> we and go, you we... can't. You know, main important thing for me is so words of affirmation and prayer. I say God I is my publicist. I listen, preach that people, to women the women can't even pray for you no more. I pray. for Or they you. can't even tell you no encouragement things like. You know, tell you it's hard. I'm not saying it's hard not to be a woman, but it's hard to get up as a man and fight and face what we gotta face every single day. You can't even handle your mic. You see, Whoa. it's being handled. Whoa, it's being handled. Look at you. Look at you. All the laws just got broken. But um, <laughs> this is definitely a fun episode. Like I said, I'm gonna have you guys come back. I really genuinely, uh, I so appreciate just having for both of you in the room. Especially you, Styles, because who knew that you was 40? Like, you got this baby face. I didn't know that you was out here running around with Busta Rhymes and Cool Hurt. Like, gosh, damn. Yo. God oh, damn. Man. Thank you for coming and sharing your story. It's not even Black History Month. I just learned so many things. Oh, and man. you too, Moses. I know you oh. hard to get books. So when you walked in, I was like, oh, shit. And you wasn't even, like, anything I thought you was going to be. I thought you was going to be, you know, Bougetto. Who, me? You so down to earth. Everybody always I thought that was your job about. interview voice. Like, you start talking all intellectual stuff. I'm like, oh, he, he, he talks all like that with that shit. That's but why people, you are, people, really, you really are me. that. Man, but that's why I tell people, like... Is, it, like is Moses your real name or that's your rap name? No, that's my real name. See, they knew what they was doing. Moses don't play Ray for it. You out here parting C's. Oh, here. So, it's your girl, Miss Listen Knows. And y'all know where y'all can follow me at Miss Listen Knows on all platforms. That's Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Google, and all of those things. And until next time, ow.